Hello and welcome to the Simon Says Show. Thank you for tuning in, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to get our episode four started for today. Uh, We're going to ponder upon the question, how do I perform? Okay, so if you missed last week's episode, uh, episode three, please tune in. Uh, That's going to help you understand as to why we are talking about uh, this very special question of how do I perform and how this helps to manage yourself um, better. Okay, so according to Managing Oneself by Peter F. Strucker's uh, book, actually a Harvard Business Review classic, um, amazingly few people know how they get things done. Okay, so most of us do not even know that the different people work, you know, and perform differently. And too many people work in ways that are not their ways and that almost guarantees non-performance. I don't know if you know uh, a couple of friends that way, you know, they keep doing the same thing that they are obviously not good at and, you know, it's just not going anywhere, you know. So those are the, those are the friends that, you know, those are the people just like uh, myself. I have to ask myself constantly, you know, like, how do I perform? And that might even be an important more question, uh, maybe an even more important question than what are my strengths? which is the topic that was for episode three. Okay, so now we're in episode four, and like one strength, how one performs is unique. It's a matter of personality. So whether personality be a matter of nature or nurture, okay? Whether personality be a matter of of nature or nurture, it surely is formed long before a person goes to work. Okay? So... And how a person performs is a given, just as what a person is good at or not good at is a given. A person's way of performing can be slightly modified, but it is unlikely to be completely changed, and certainly not easily. Okay, why? Why is that not easy? Because it, you've, you've, uh, it's part of your personality, you know. How one performs is unique. It's a matter of personality. Don't forget that. Okay? And how do you gain your person? How do you have a personality? It's through your childhood, you know, through nature or through nurture. You know, your childhood. You know, what type of place did you grow up in? You know, was it a very stressful environment or a very, a very peaceful environment? You know? So just as people achieve results by doing what they are good at, they also achieve results by working in ways that they best perform okay so how do you find that out a few common personality traits usually determine how a person performs so a question like am i a reader or a listener is the first thing you need to uh, know okay far too many people don't ask themselves that question and uh you know it's very important for you to know that and very rarely are people both you know they're listeners and readers that's very rare and even fewer know which of the two they themselves are okay some examples will show you how damaging such ignorance can be so in this case of uh, our former president Dwight Eisenhower who was the supreme commander of the allied forces in Europe um, he was the darling of the press you know he was popular in the press uh, each time he gave a conference a press conference 
he was very famous for the style that he was uh, delivered in. You know, General Eisenhower uh, showed total command whenever uh, of whatever question he was asked, and he was able to describe the situation and explain the policy in two or three, you know, very elegant, beautiful, you know, beautifully polished sentences. Okay. But the thing is that 10 years later, Dwight Eisenhower um, had an open contempt and the same journalists and admirers that he had during his famous styled speeches that he held back in the day, uh, these same journalists, they complained and rambled upon endlessly about, you know, how Dwight Eisenhower ridiculed himself for butchering the king's English in incoherent and ungrammatical answers. So Eisenhower apparently did not know that he was a reader, not a listener, okay? So when he was supreme commander in Europe, his aides made sure that every question from the press was presented in writing at least half an hour before conference was to, to begin. And then Eisenhower was in total command, you know? Um, and the interesting thing is that President Eisenhower, he uh, succeeded two listeners, uh, which was Franklin D. Roosevelt, and we all knew how, you know, Roosevelt was uh, very outspoken, and how, how much he could uh, influence a crowd, you know, without a script um, for a speech, and uh, uh, Harry Truman as well, he was a listener. So these guys enjoyed free-for-all press conferences. But see, Eisenhower, he needed a script, you know, and he found out the ha- the, the hard way. Uh, and Eisenhower is not even an extreme case of a non-listener, just to let you know. So to show you more examples, a few years later, Lyndon Johnson destroyed his presidency in large measure by not knowing that he was a listener. Um, his predecessor, John Kennedy, was a reader who assembled a brilliant group of writers and a had assistants, you know, that made sure they wrote to him before discussing any memos in person. And Lyndon Johnson kept uh, Kennedy's team after Kennedy left. Um, But the thing is that Johnson admitted that he did not understand one word that these writers wrote down. Yet, Yet as a senator, Johnson had been superb and, you know, he was an excellent listener. Or parliamentarians have to be right okay so the next question you have to ask yourself too is how do I learn the second thing to know about how one performs is to know how one learns and many first-class writers Winston Churchill uh, did poorly in school and he, he you know he would describe school as pure torture because um, they would teach in a very general assumption type of way you know, schools everywhere are organized on the assumption that there is only one right way to learn, and that is the same way for everybody. You know, and that's why a lot of people got bad grades because you can't learn like everybody. You know, we have people that learn differently. We have people that are unique, right? We have writers. You know, as a rule, writers can't learn by listening or reading. They learn by writing, right? So. Again, that's why people got bad grades, and just because you got bad grades doesn't mean that you can't succeed in life. You know what I mean? So, you know, other people like Churchill, 
uh, he learned by writing. Other people like Beethoven, he had a different learning style, you know. Um, he made copious notes. He would make an enormous number of sketchbooks. And, you know, when he would make music. And, you know, when he was asked as to why uh, he made all these sketchbooks, uh, he said, if I don't write it down immediately, I forget it right away. If I put it into a sketchbook, I never forget it and I never have to look it up again. So, you know what I mean? People learn differently. Some people learn by doing. Others learn by hearing themselves talk. You know? So, a chief executive that... uh is given as an example here in this book, uh, converted a small and mediocre family business into the leading company in its industry once uh, was, was one of those people who learned by talking, you know, so this chief executive learned by talking, he was one of those type of people, okay, so he had the habit of calling his entire senior staff into his office, you know, once a week, and then talking to them for two to three hours, you know, he talk about policy issues and talk about whatever. So I don't know how many people uh, you guys know that are bosses that do that, that just, you know, have a meeting. But during the whole time, the boss just ends up talking. He doesn't even ask questions to his fellow teammates, you know. And why does he do that? Because he learns through talking. He learns through talking, but he learns through hearing himself talk. Okay, so I don't know. I, that's pretty funny to me, but there are people like that, you know. So you just pay close attention and you'll see the differences of how people learn differently. Okay, so learning through talking is by no means an unusual method. Um, successful trial lawyers learn the same way as do many medical diagnosticians, you know. So of all the important pieces of self-knowledge, understanding how you learn is the easiest to acquire. You know, so when, you, you know, when, when somebody gets asked, how do you learn? Most of them know the answer, right? But when people get asked, do you act on this knowledge? Fewer people actually say yes. And yet acting on this knowledge is the key to performance. Or rather, not acting on this knowledge condemns one to non-performance. So am I a reader or a listener? How do I learn? Are the first questions you need to ask yourself, okay guys? Um, you know, in order to manage yourself more effectively. Well, to manage yourself effectively, right? So do I work well with people or am I a loner? You know, um, if you do work well with people, you then must ask in what relationship, you know, do I work well as a leader, you know, when I work with people or do I work better as a subordinate, you know, do I work better as a subordinate? So as an example, as an example, General George Patton, the great American military hero of World War II is a prime example uh, because Patton was America's top troop commander, and yet he was proposed for an, for an independent command. General George Marshall, the U.S. Chief of Staff and probably the most successful picker of men in U.S. history, said, Patton is the best subordinate the American Army has ever produced, but he would be the worst commander. You know what I mean? Some people work best as team members, others work best alone. Some are exceptionally talented as coaches and mentors, others are simply incompetent as mentors you know as in the words of Drucker okay another crucial question that this book talks about that we need to ask ourselves is do I produce results as a decision maker or as an advisor okay um, many people perform best as an advisor 
but cannot take the burden and pressure of making the decisions so that so they can't really be a leader you know and then a leader could uh you know needs an advisor because the leader can't really he needs himself to think and he needs somebody to force him and be there next to him from hey man you think about this you think about that uh, so that they can make a decision and act on them with speed self-confidence and courage so in the same way the number two person in organization often fails when promoted to a number one position the top spot requires a decision maker okay strong decision makers often put somebody they trust into the number two spot as their advisor you know hashtag make you think right um and in that position the best person is uh outstanding of course um so other questions you need to ask yourself that you might want to consider do i perform well under stress or do i need a highly structured and predictable environment do i work best in big organization or a small one okay so few people work well in all kinds of environments again and again uh, Drucker says that he's seen people who were very successful in large organizations flounder miserably when they moved into smaller ones, and the reverse is equally true. Okay, so I'm going to leave you with this, guys. As a conclusion, you know, uh, it bears repeating. Do not try to change yourself. You are unlikely to succeed. Okay? Simon says, do not try to change yourself. You are unlikely to succeed. But work hard to improve the way you perform and try not to take on work you cannot perform or will only perform poorly. Alright, Simon says have yourself a beautiful night, have a beautiful beautiful day wherever you are listening at. And uh, stay tuned for next episode, episode 5. And in episode 5 we are going to be talking about what are my values, okay? To be able to manage yourself, you finally have to ask, what are my values? Okay, it's not a question of ethics, but we'll get into it once we get to episode five, okay? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you on next on the next episode. Thank you for joining the Simon Says Show.